Good Wednesday morning, guys. My name is Jerry Miller, and this show is called Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us live on the I Love Seville Network in downtown Charlottesville, a show today presented by Ross Mortgage and Scott Morris. Ross Mortgage, Scott Morris, making dreams come true. Yes, the property in North Garden is percolating the socials. You name the social, people are chattering about the um, uh, North Garden property that's now on the market for $6.2 million. I will get Keith and Scott's opinion on that property on today's program, but we have so much more we're going to cover first. Judah Wickcower, let's welcome the gentleman to the program with a studio camera shot and a three-shot following. Gentlemen, good Wednesday morning. Hey, happy Wednesday. What's going on, guys? How is everybody doing? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, I'm drinking water, so it can't be all that good. Okay. But you're here. I'm here. I'm here. You're doing real talk with Keith Smith. And Scott Morris and and Jerry Miller and Judah over there. Yeah, the the meds, too much coffee, and the doc says cut back on the coffee with the meds, so I'm drinking water today. We're going to create, uh, we're going to educate the audience over here. Scotty Moe, the show is yours. The market, what are you seeing today, my friend? Um, Today we're kind of flat, but uh, the trend has been downward. Uh, And we're in like a, you know. The, if the Fed managers across the nation could stop speaking so often, I think we'd stay that way. Um, but but we're in a downward trend. You know, we've we've come off the highs that we saw in uh, December, and uh, we've been trending downward ever since, and we're continuing down that path. Um, we saw some uh, still some some bank nervousness out there, um, and we're starting to see some softer earnings come in from. Uh, uh, corporate across the America, and what that is equating to is the bond market believing that uh, the the Fed is truly done. Although I think they've definitely got uh, 25 bips coming in May, um, and an, another another inch up. But there's probably a pause coming after that. Uh, so that which has been in line with what I've been saying all along. It has been in line with what you're saying. So. Some publications. Well are saying a chance for um, an increase in June as well. That's right now marginal. Some are reporting um, flat. Prognosticators are calling it a 25% chance that June's going to include an increase. Um, Hopefully that does not happen in the last ones in May. Um, Keith Smith, jump in. The market, your eyes. Yeah, so um, I can tell you from, from... A sales perspective for being in in the in the in the trenches. I just took a look at week over week. We do this all the time, right? <laughs> last this last Wednesday versus this Wednesday, there was a sixty one percent increase in sales. We jumped from pendings from sixty six last week to one hundred and six now. But the inventory is pretty flat. It was eighty two last week and you know eighty eight this week. So we've been talking about this for a while. Inventory staying flat. I think you're seeing pendings jumping up. And actually, I figured out a way, and at some point we can talk about this, through my Paragon system, which is a bit clunky, is actually now can figure out what's sold, which is cash, which is conventional, and which is FHA, if that's of any interest to anybody. I'm curious for that. So speaking about that, and we'll kind of we'll touch base on that in a minute, but I think uh, agents who are out there, you'll start seeing more FHA offers um, due to some of the changes that have come about that we're going to talk about. Um, but, yeah, and as far as the uh, the increase, uh, the 61% increase, it was super-duper competitive over the weekend. I had a grown man break down in tears on the phone with me yesterday. Um, I'd ask you not to talk well, about that you know, in front of everybody. I know. Please but, don't. Uh, you had a grown 
man, one of your clients broke yeah. break down yeah. in tears. Like yeah. this market is bullshit was how it started, and uh, and then it just de- he deteriorated. How'd you handle that? Walk us through how you manage that. Um, you know, I started with look. You know, we we knew this going forward, and you can't get emotionally attached to every offer. Um, continue to go out and and look at you know, get a list. Get that list into your search for the things that you want, and then go out and we'll individually attack things as you come up. Um, let's start looking at properties that uh, maybe have a little deferred maintenance, or you think that you know your your wife's dad uh, was a contractor and knows some people. Let's put somebody in place that can walk through with you, and let's let's come up with some. Let's look at some other options to get you what you want, because if you are married to going after these choice properties, you're going to continue to have some feels and just trying to open his eyes a little bit to what else is available to him and how we're going to be able to create the best plan going forward. So I'm glad you brought nice. that. I'm glad you, I'm, I'm sorry, Jerry. No, that was great. I, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Cause I actually was thinking today on the way in about the emotional side of this, right? So let, let's kind of take numbers and stuff out out of it. We put a home on the, on the market on Friday, put it on the contract last night, um, multiple, multiple offers. And my ride in was the phone call to the agents, right? I'm sorry, this then. And, and, and it's not just the buyers and the sellers at this point. There's a lot of emotional pressure on the agents. And I'm, I was very fortunate. All the multiple offers are on the table were what I consider Class A real estate agents, and you can start hearing the the um, demoralization. There you go. The dispirit. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people out there who who need to feel a win. You got to put you got to put something in that column um, because uh, that's your confidence in the morning yeah. to get up and put your suit on and your pants on yeah. and your shirt on and go. So last seven days, that's the juice that we chase. I mean, a lot of people say. No, it's interesting. A lot of people say, you know, why do you get into business for yourself? I mean, I get into business for myself undoubtedly to make a living and to make a better future for my family. But I get into business for myself to meet people and to do deals. It's that juice. I mean, it's the competition of being the best version of myself in a professional setting every day. And part of that is closing deals. And it's interesting. It's interesting. When you're in the business world, like we all are, when you don't close those deals, not only does it impact you professionally line. and the bottom line, but it does start impacting you from an emotional, confident, psyche standpoint where you start wondering, what am I doing wrong? Am I doing something right and wrong? Like, is this, is my time, pa-? you know? Do you ever so, think about well, so, so, so I think about a, that all the time. Yeah. So there's, a, there's this uh, show on Netflix, uh, it talks about, uh, it's, it's a bunch of different professional golfers uh, and... Uh, the long shot or something like that? Yeah, I think. Uh, the documentary with the pro golfers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, it's fantastic. I watched and it. And there's, there's a line in there uh, that were, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, he's on live Full now. swing. Full swing. Yeah. Um, uh, Is that Brooks Kopke? Yeah. Brooks that was Co- the best Brooks one. Brooks Kopeka says, uh, you know, when you've got it, you've ne- you never think you're going to lose it. And when you don't have it, you never think you're going to get it back. And I think that is the, uh, the feeling that, that, that rides with people. 
Strawberry, strawberry, strawberry. He's got a sneeze right here. Strawberry. That's why he's saying strawberries. We're talking about, and, and anyone can relate to this. You don't have to be in the real estate business to relate to what we're talking about. The confidence that comes with closing deals. Activity and when always. you have a drought, how it impacts your confidence and how that creeps into other aspects of your life. Activity, other aspects of your activity life. positiveness, breeds positiveness, negative breeds negativeness. But, you know, again, these phone calls I had to make, which was a substantial amount on the phone in, you know, it was, it was like I had one agent say, well, how am I supposed to tell my client this is the sixth one they lost? And we actually talked about that for 10 minutes on the and ride in. This is what you did. Said, you, breaking up, can't hear you. Breaking up, can't hear you. You referenced probably... The, the story of 13 deals with your daughter. That's exactly And how they I, struck out 12 times, and on the 13th, they got it. I spoke from a place of experience. Yeah. That you just need to, need to do that. But I'm, I'm looking at the, we've got the last seven days, 80 transactions closed, right? 32 of them were cash. Just think about that. Out of 80 transactions, this is the whole footprint, 32 of them were cash, 33 were conventional. Then all the rest of them are like FHA is not specified. US uh, DA was two. VA was six. Would love to see that number much bigger. VHDA. But almost half, not quite half, a little bit less than half were cash. And that's a demoralization because all these other offers were really good offers right they the agents listened to what my kind's concern was and most markets you're talking winning offers well how do you turn down a cash offer you can't well you can we, we've done that before right it's we, difficult we, well if, if if the price is x and the cash offer is so here, a, there, so the the gentleman that was was a, a Emotional. That I was emotional. Uh, I was speaking with. So they were ten percent over list price, yep. and with a ten thousand dollar appraisal gap. And uh, I talked to him. I said, "Look, you know, I, I'm with you that you, you know, you're kind of stretched as far as cash in a pocket if you have to cover this, and this is your best offer. But at the same time, this is really strong. So even the reassurance that." Uh, you know, it, I, I understand where, where he's at with this. Every but. single one of those offers on the table were strong yeah, offers. good if offers. That, if that cash didn't slide in, liter, literally, I'm talking to our client at, a, at, at, at night and the offer slid in as we were having a conversation going over the other, other offers. But, yeah, you know, it, it's an emotional roller coaster. To Jerry's point, you know, um, you know, you feed off of success, right? Success breeds success. Oh, no doubt. On that end of it. And then when you just don't have these successes, you start doubting yourself. Am I doing the right thing? You know, so forth and so on. Is but, the, you, this is what you do. You question the process. And I mentioned to the fellas, guys, before the show started, that the, uh, my business has been uh, in operation 15 years in May. And when you have 15 years of term or longevity, you have a process. And when you go through these droughts, sometimes you question the process. And that's the thing that you cannot do, is change the process that gets you to the finish line. You can pivot, you can innovate, you can improve the process, but throwing the process away or getting rid of the plan altogether is, is panic. So the question is to Scott, right? We're just looking at 32... You're spot on, by the way. 32 to 33, right? 
how, what can we do to help the buyer who is financing compete? Let's assume we got equal cash offers. What can we do to help that? Or, or, or we just got to say, well, we throw up our hands, can't compete against cash? I mean, I've won against cash before on finance on finance deals. So, what 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 can you coach us through? Well, it depends to help us on with you that? know. I mean, that's that's a, a tricky question because is, is, is the is the cash if you're you're talking is the offer equivalent to cash um, or is it you know higher than the if it's higher than the cash offer? So, the, so it's interesting. I'll talk about what's on. I can't go into details, but I'll talk about it in just generality. That it'll make sense. It was very interesting because when I sit down with a client, I do a net proceeds sheet, right? So these are the, these are my multiple offers. This is your closing costs, right? This is your how much it costs you to get the house, you know, seller concessions, yada yada yada. And it was interesting. Um, the next closest offer, actually, net proceeds was exactly the same as cash. The only difference is there was no appraisal, right? Everything else was there. Was a home inspection that was still in it, which was which great. Um, it was in you know, the HOA is included in it, so you know that was given all the way through. But it was interesting. I expected a different number, but it was actually came out about a thousand dollars difference between the fi- the highest financed one and the cash one. Does that make sense? Sure. But so I guess my opinion there is, if we're in a downward rate trending environment. And they have the seller has the option to accept a cash offer or an equivalent offer that's being financed, and they both have the same uh, inspection terms. And you take the cash offer, and things don't work out. You go back to market, and uh, you get which you know. Well, that's exactly right. So that's the risk. I don't know that that is a risk right now with the inventory that we have. I mean, I, if it's priced right, if it's if it was overpriced to begin with, yeah, and you yeah. sat on the market for we a month. We priced it right. Yeah, yeah. We that's it. all right. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If it's if it's been sitting for Price 90 matters. days and you haven't had an offer that they've been then willing that's a to risk. accept, then you got then you have a problem. But no, well, multiple offers coming in within the first three five days, like well, yeah. Then you you take what you you take the risk on the the best offer you can receive, and then if you go back to market. Good morning, Quinn Beckham. Love so, when you watch the show. On Wednesday, this question came up, and um, so in your footprint, which is pretty substantial, what markets are you seeing slowing down a little bit, or where there isn't multiple offers, or that's the conversation I had yesterday um, it, with people in three different markets um, who were having some feels. Where look. I know this doesn't make it any better, but this isn't just you. This isn't just here. Um, not in Virginia. Uh, yeah, well, we we looked on Wednesday that uh, Buckingham not, had a bit of a, a bit of a drop. Okay. In in in, in Buckingham, that was quarter over quarter over quarter. Um, there was a, a, I think a substantial. I have to dig up the number. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head, but it was a substantial drop. And I think you're. I think it, it's because it's at the price point, right? The interest rates. I think it's just a packing, impacting enough, and folks are kind of moving in a little bit. But it was um, pretty substantial. Let's let's jump on this. Uh, am I being punished because I have good credit conversation? There you go. Uh, no, you're not being punished. Uh, the FHA, the FHFA, the Federal Housing Finance Agency, has an obligation to try to create. Their mission is to try to create more affordable housing, um, and there have been a couple steps taken this year. 
to do that. One was the lowering of uh, some funding fees for the VA and mortgage insurance uh, for FHA loans um, to make them more more competitive. Uh, and one of the things that uh, the Fed side was worried about was if we continue down this downward trend in rates, that there'd be an avalanche of refinances and these loans would be, uh, due to the rules that they put in place 2008, 2009, uh, mortgage companies would be forced to repay investors for loans that they had just purchased because they were refinanced inside of a term period. Um, so what that means is, uh, I can't, charge you uh, an early payoff penalty for paying your loan off early because you took advantage of something. But we as a company are obligated to repay the investor. So we can we can lose largely uh, inside of that six-month EPO period. And the Fed thought that this was a danger for the economy um, if something like this were to happen. So that's how this kind of started down this road. And then they also put in some, some tiers uh, that made it slightly more costly for someone with better credit, but does that mean that you should lower your credit score to get a better deal? No, you're still going to get a worse deal. You just wouldn't get as good of a deal as you would have before. And these are loan-level price adjustments. These They put these things in, in all sorts of places. The first thing that they did uh, – two years ago when second homes were becoming, while mortgage rates are still very low, people were going out and buying second homes and then they were turning them into Airbnbs. And the Fed considered that a risk. So they took a huge LLP and A and placed it on second homes so it became more costly from an interest rate perspective to buy a second home. In doing that, that slowed down the purchase of second homes because they feel as the economy slows, what's likely to happen is that there will be a softening in the Airbnb investment rental market, and those properties will be the first ones that people walk away from. They won't walk away from their primary mortgages, but they'll walk away from them this investment property that's no longer performing in the way they wish it would perform. So how does that affect the LLPAs that are in place now for purchasers and refinancers? Um, if you're someone who has purchased a home, put down 20%, no mortgage insurance, um, you're probably paying, paying a slightly higher rate, and it's going to be more costly for you to refinance. And the reason that they did that is because you were the target audience that's going to refinance. You should most likely have the cash to execute a refinance down the road, and you definitely have the equity to get to a lower rate. Whereas someone who maybe took a uh, an FHA, so they're at 96.5% debt to income, um, they don't have the cash reserves necessary to execute a refinance. So even though they wanted to get to a lower rate, they, they don't have the closing costs to able to fund the refinance. So those loans aren't going to be captured and they're not going to hit investors, whereas your loan, you're going to take advantage of that as soon as you have the opportunity to. That's a good explanation. Wait, what do you a- think about this? <clears throat> Dude, I think it's the government. I mean, uh, I don't think that this is like this, is this isn't talking. some socialist like, you know, we operate inside of the, you know, I've got my opinions about all of this, but at the same time, you know, there's already all these rules in place. You're not going to un you can't unring the bell that we're we already operate inside. No, I get that. It. Just but and what do you think about it? Do you think it's equitable? I think that this is one of the the better things that they have done. Um from a how it affects everyone perspective. I don't what does think, that mean? 
I think that the government does things all the time that I think are effed up that I generally disagree with. I think this has a well, you know, there's a penalty. You're already paying these penalties in many, many ways that you don't see or complain about. The story talks about this happens in is happening May first. Investors have priced this, and everyone who's complaining about it is already, you know, either unaffected or they didn't know that they were affected by it when they locked their loans and all these other things. Like it's it's something that people were up in arms about that they didn't know that they were mad about. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a talking point because it's in the news cycle. Well, it's the way they did it, right? It's the way they, you know, it's the clickbait scenario. Yeah, of course. We found out. Feed the rage. I'm upset that Tucker Carlson's not on the news anymore, so I don't know what to be mad at anymore. So now you're being mad at this. Tucker's going to come back on the news. And if you're just following that uh, storyline, he's no longer at Fox. I'm kidding. I really don't care whether he's on television. Yeah, and that was a joke from Scott because there's a lot of folks out there that have a take or a feel on Tucker. Well, the Um, other side is Lemons out, too. Yeah, well, it all yeah. happened in Nobody, 24 hours. No one's telling me what to be mad about anymore, and I'm very upset. Well, <laughs> uh, I have to tell you, Scott, you're not out. You're in. <laughs> so so here's the takeaway. I'm going to boil, and that was a really master class. Yeah, and, great explanation. And, and it's very rarely when there's a guest on, I'm intently staring at you and, and listening, and I was doing through that uh, kind of like what, are you, what are you saying about the guests we've had on the talk I, show? I, no, it's Smith wandering oh, okay. with his ADD. Okay. It's more but about you. It's all about me. It's all about it's, you. It's all about me okay. and my ADD wandering, wandering off with a squirrel in the back over there. <clears throat> but here's the takeaway. This all happened in January, right? Or February. The, 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 the mortgages have been priced into this point. Is that correct? So, yeah. so if that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody's like, well, the, you know, oh my gosh, this is, this is happening now it. and they I've just got to deal with it. it. Yeah, exactly. This, this is something that's... that's it's how the in. message was delivered. And how the message was delivered was yeah. through sensationalizing, uh, sensationalistic news outlets so, that twisted the headline to drive ratings. So here's the problem. And, and, and now we're talking about it. And I'm going to get on my soapbox here a little bit. This is the problem with this. I don't even want to call it media. It's entertainment mm-hmm. is really what it, what it is. I had a phone call yesterday from a potential buyer honestly thinking, well, I'm going to let my credit score lower. No. And I went, whoa, whoa, whoa time out you know they literally were thinking well hey if i let my credit score go down to six something or whatever it was whatever the math is on it that i'm all of a sudden i'm going to pay paying less in my mortgage rate i went no that's not how this works let's talk to a trusted advisor let's talk to scott let's go ahead and do this you don't want to you don't want to do that but because of these headlines and because of this clickbait thing people are thinking things they shouldn't be thinking instead of reaching out to talk to it. I mean, literally, this was a guy with a master's degree. He was a smart fellow. Because well, I'm just going to let my interest rate. Just, you know, is, is jawing at the, the you know. No, no, they're not actually going to stop paying their bills in order to. So it's interesting you said that because the conversation went from that to I can't win a house. Mm. Right? So this goes back to the beginning. The mindset. The, the, yeah. This, this emotional roller coaster everybody's on. I mean, we talk about, guys, we talk about the impact professionally of not closing deals and what that can do to people with a DNA makeup like us. Imagine the impact of striking out 12 times in a row to buy a home. And the impact that can do with anyone's DNA makeup. And, and the, That's what's happening. And the point I'm trying to add to it, it's not, you know, not, a, that's not talking about us, but it's also not about the buyer and the seller. It's about everybody in the chain, right? You know, 
you know, we're not getting deals done. You're not getting deals done, right? And deals is a wrong, strong, wrong word. We're not helping people with 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 uh, buying and selling selling homes. So we start getting questioning ourselves, as you said. Then that transfers to the client. And the client's looking at you, Keith. I need you to help me through this. And if you're questioning yourself, you know, it becomes this vicious cycle uh, to go through it. So I just want. I think. You know, we talked about this on, what was the Monday, right? Everybody needs to be a mensch. Everybody needs to be a good human. Everybody needs to be good to one another and help us through this. Well, like- and it's especially important to, to emphasize that no one at this table sees this problem being solved anytime soon. Right. So if I had any, like, take on what this, the, the FH. FA announcement and you know what the government should do. It goes back to what I've, uh, you know, there should be some sort of incentive towards um, small to mid-sized builders um, to increase production there um, more so than you know the syntax owned. Uh, but how if they don't have the land to build on? I have an interesting stat to share. I wasn't going to talk about this today, um, but um, I was asked by a couple of board of supervisors to go ahead and take a look at the sales quarter over quarter because they're doing some budget the budget stuff. And they asked me specifically to include new construction in numbers. Not how we usually pull them out. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Um, if you don't use, and I only I have what I'm looking at has new construction numbers in it. But um, when you pull the new construction out, out for Albemarle County quarter over quarter, you actually go down a little bit. You, incl- you include it, it goes up 3%. Uh, but it's interesting, the, the attached product, which is the townhomes, went up 18% quarter, quarter over quarter. The volume is substantially down, 20%, right? There's 20% less. But it was very interesting because they wanted me to include new construction because the assessment has new construction in it, right? So they wanted to compare apples apples to apples. So that's telling me new construction's been picking up a lot the last couple of months because when we did this about a month ago, those numbers weren't, were not like that. So I think you're seeing new construction picking back up. And the reason I know that is I'm getting phone calls from people looking at dirt to develop. So... So that's started. this conversation came up Tuesday on our conference call. Are we seeing new construction interest pick up because rates are dropping? Is that why we're seeing new construction uptick? I I don't know. I, I mean, this is I just think rates could stay elevated, and new construction is going to continue to win because there's nothing better than new. No, it's because it goes back to uh, there's an entire. Um, I would. I don't. I, I'm not going to guess at the numbers, but I'm just going to say there is a large percentage of people who are trapped in these low rates. They are not going to come out of a three percent mortgage rate and get a better house. They are going to be at. They're going to be selling a house either to capture debt and make a lateral move or downgrade because they can't afford to step up into a higher payment. That's a hundred percent true, and that's. That is why that if that inventory can't release and there's nothing to be done with it, it's 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 dead inventory sitting. That then you've got to have something to replace it, and then the, we get into can we're not going to build our way out of this. But you know, at the same time, that's going to be a continued winner, whether it's done at an affordable price range or whether it's done at whatever the new you know uh, you know limit is. And you know, for the people in that position, 
it's going to it's going to take a long slow roll for that inventory to come into market the folks that are trapped that's legitimately the inventory that comes to market with death divorce Bingo. or job move yep. and that's the inventory when it's based on those things takes longer to become active is what you're saying yes what yeah. do you think about that keith well I, john I, blair made that point close to a year ago yeah, I, I think John's I, watching right now. Literally, I, close to a year ago, he made that point. I, I think I've been pretty consistent from when it was three percent that this is not a good thing, right? And it's just continuing not to be a good thing because it's interesting. You use the word trap, right? Right? Because you are kind of trapped, right? You can't, you know, if you have to move, and, and no, I not even have to move. Think about this. I, I just we'll go with like the scenario we're in. We got in March of 2020, we, would, we are considering moving. But to Scott's point, since when we got to now, everything is 35 40% more. So if there was a move to happen to capture that equity, for us to truly enjoy the equity, it would likely be lateral, and that's not what you want to do. For it to be an upward move, we can do it. But then it's going to eviscerate and evaporate all the equity we essentially accrued. And then our monthly payment is sizably larger. And then our term starts over at zero. Our 30 years start yeah, yeah, over yeah, at yeah, zero. Right back to start one. But that's what he's saying. But you're, you're fortunate enough. If you had to do it, you could do it. Right? Yeah, you, right. You're right, fortunate right. enough to do that. What Scott's talking about. No, I don't think what, he's talking about the ones that are forced or can't. I think he's talking, well, maybe you're, I don't want to speak for him. He's talking about maybe all scenarios. So I'm talking about there, there is a very specific demographic. Um, so salary, let, let's say non business owners who, who you're, they're either in a salary position or they're, they, they're, their prospect for a raise is at most between 3 and 6% year over year. They qualified in a certain range when they were at 3%. So then they'd be moving into a 5% rate. And uh, so even if they sold their house, they could not then execute a step up. So where there, there's no incentive for them to then make a transition. Um, unless they were moving out of the area. So, <clears throat> real life, can't get into the details, have, have a husband and wife that are divorcing, bought at this 2 or 3%. They have to sell the house because of the divorce, and they can't find something to buy. So we're trying to help. Talk about an emotional wreck. Try sitting an hour on a table with a couple that don't want to talk to one another and trying to help them move forward with their lives on that end of it. But now they're trapped because they're, they can't go by because they're not going to end up, <clears throat> they're going to end up with some equity. They got to split it in half and all that divorce stuff on that end of it. But the conversation is a, you know, we don't like each other. B I, uh, you know, we're getting screwed because we're at, we're, you know, we're at this, where we bought a 3%. Now we're at six or 7%. I don't know where to go. And this was, we're on our third sit down with them, which is kind of the, you know, the emotional part of what we do. But that's, that's, they feel trapped in it. They just can't go anywhere. Just an interesting thing. Um, I haven't looked at this in a while. New construction in Albemarle County impending from January 1 to t today, 126 homes are impending. That's a huge number. I have to take a look at. I have to take a look at what's sold. But right now, right now, since January one to now, 126 homes in Outmark County, new construction went into pending on that end of it. They're 
there has closed 136 in the same January 1 in, until today. So I think what's happening is people are getting, if that can afford it, and they have the capital and the ability, they're just not buying an existing home that's going down in volume. They're just going out and having something built. Let me ask you this. And oh, by the way, the uh, uh, we're at uh, 590 is the median pending price. 590K. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Jesus. Let me throw this to you here. Um, besides rates lowering. 611 is the sold. Besides rates lowering, how do you get more inventory? Besides lowering rates. It's not going to be the zoning. That's not going to happen. I don't want anyone to tell me it's a 5% turns into 10%. I see Neil watching. Neil, I'm all for it as well, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. Besides rates lowering, and how... And he's talking about growing the, the, the 5%. The, yeah, yeah, the growth area in Almoral County. That's not going to happen anytime soon. Besides lowering rates, how do, do you, you want? I, I don't want to answer that question. Why? Because it's not a good answer. It, your answer is raise rates up and make people... What's your answer? My answer would be that there would be an ocean of default that would have to drive okay. that. Okay. So there, 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 there's the follow-up. So is your, your position, and this is the ruthless capitalist, if you may, here, or free market guy. I guess the ruthless Darwinistic free market guy. Your, your position is we need to keep raising rates up so people start hemorrhaging and can't manage the debt service. So then they start defaulting, and then that's how inventory comes whoa, on the whoa, market. Time out. Which I am not taking that position. Okay, which, how, how do you get more inventory? Which interest rate are we talking about? Well, we're talking about the mortgage rate, or I'm, we're talking about the Fed We're talking Fed about rate. the Fed rate. Yeah, what Powell's doing is, okay, tie, is tied to everything. God, I just want to, you know, I don't want to make sure how, we How do you get more inventory? Well, that would do it. Um, I mean, that would certainly break things to the point to where, but then all that's going to do is then, again, because once that's done... So here's how that would work. If that were to be the case, let's say they didn't stop in June. Let's say they cranked us back up to like eight. A lot of people are saying something's going to happen in June, that okay. they're going to do a quarter, quarter point in June. Let's, let's say they, they move the, the, the prime target from five and a quarter to six and a quarter. And they pushed until September. Um, going into next year, there would be an enormous collapse of the U.S. economy. They would then turn around and push rates back down. Mortgage rates would fall to below 3% again, and you would have companies like BlackRock and individual Goblin investors go in and capture this yeah. defaulting yeah. real estate. And, 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 and tranches. And they, continue they are not. to absolutely destroy lower and middle class America. Okay. No, so, I don't think that is a solution. Okay. okay. And the, the way that's going to happen is credit card debt. Well, that's my point. That's yeah. the point. And if he keeps the raising the rates, the, what, what's going to yeah. cause the default yeah. is they're not going to be able to pay the credit cards. So how much is... The, debt, the debt's already spiraling, spiraling out of control. So how much is credit card debt or the acceleration of it impacting your ability to approve people right now? It's a great question. Um... That typically has not been uh, the problem. Uh, How much know. credit card debt are your are, are clients that you're seeing carrying on balance sheets here? It, you're typically the people who are out there winning offers right now aren't. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, I, I haven't seen a, a huge, huge shift. 
Um, I've had some people who have reached out for refinances who are kind of getting there, um, which is, you know, how do you know, can we get some cash to solve a problem? But in general, no, I haven't seen this as to be a, the black swan that uh, we're describing. So, so listen to what. So, so, so that's so. I, I expected actually to hear a different answer. So Me too. I'm glad, I'm, glad to, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So credit card debt is not. He also a, said that if you have credit card debt, you're not winning deals right now. That's what the man just said. Though. Correct, because you don't have enough cash to bring to the table because all your cash is in, you know, you've used your credit card as cash, right? Uh, is that I would say a, a large chunk of oh, this yeah. country has credit card debt. Well, I mean, you just got to read the. We just talked about don't read the news, but you do read read the trusted advising you know newspapers and reporting, and you'll see that it, you know it, it's going up. So your theory is um, raise the rate. That's make- the only. That's the. I mean, I mean, I'm not a pro here. I'm a guy who just reads a lot of stuff here. The only way that I see that you can get, excuse me, not only the quickest way that you can get inventory on the market is by doing what he said, and that's what I thought as well. But if you do that, there's so much pain and suffering that's going to go along with it. And I don't think they want to do it. So what happened? And the indications seem that he is throttling back on the uh, hawkishness of what he is doing. I still think you're going to see a quarter point. I'm pretty sure. Well, we know May is going to happen. The question is, does it happen in June? I think it will, actually. I think, I think, I think they, they are trying to drive that down to was 2%. It Morgan Stanley who said it was a 25% chance <clears throat> yeah. that he was going to do a quarter point in June? I believe it was Morgan Stanley. Yeah, I just... So let's say that doesn't happen, Scott. Let's hope to God that doesn't happen. What's another way you get inventory on the market? So that puts it at what? Um, without rates falling. Um, so without rates falling. You'd have to have... Because uh, I do think that if rates fell, inventory comes back on the market. Because if rates fall, someone like me is going to be able to justify, oh, my well, that- 275 is in, in, in uh, line with this new number. So I'm going to capitalize on this equity that I'm sitting on, and then my monthly nut on the new house that I upgrade to is not as severe the sting, the monthly payment, because the rate's in the 3 4% range. Well, that's what I've been saying all along is the solution. But, but that's also going to that, make things a lot more expensive. It, it's a two-sided coin. Because as you're as you're waiting for that rate to come down, prices are continuing. Oh, it's going to get more expensive. It's going to get more expensive, and you have more buyers. And well, it depends. You might you might end up having less buyers. So if this this hypothetical we're talking about, which is a scary thought, as one who lived through the time of great unpleasantness and knows what this impacts and what might before I lose my train of train of thought, you know what scares me about this conversation is what happened to the whole economy when housing blew up in 2007, 8, 9, and 10. It impacts everything. So, so I guess, here, but here's the, the point there. I, the, it, it would be a different mechanic, so it wouldn't be housing that collapses. I think, I, I still think that uh, auto loans are a, uh, a you know, very dangerous one, um, given the, the amount that it costs to purchase, the length of time these loans are taken Great. out for, and uh, I think that's uh, probably more dangerous, uh, but then again, so you get more. So there's still subprime lending that exists on autos because you know people may not pay their mortgage, but they're going to pay their car note so that they've got a way to get back and forth to a job. It's the literally the last thing that is lost. Um, so I, I don't think housing is the uh, is the trigger. I I'm sure there's. People much smarter than I am um, who are attached to what it could be, but certainly there's going to have to be some sort of uh, some 
some event that occurs um, that triggers something has to break before it gets better. So uh, again, I don't I, know what that's something. <clears throat> well, Carly Wagner says the ongoing trend to corporate ownership and move toward limiting personal property. Carly, watching the program, we love when you comment. Neil Williamson <clears throat> said Jerry Miller is right. Elmore County Planning Commissioner Julian Bivens said last night. He did not believe there is community appetite for increased density, nor is there a political will to expand the development areas. Don't look for exponential um, increases in inventory in Almaro County anytime soon. And I there's, agree. No, there's no political capital. Isn't that the mustache? Is density the mustache? That part? was Charlottesville City. Charlottesville City. Yeah, and I think, I think Neil knows. I, did, I, is, I, I forget that there's a difference between Neil Charlottesville City. Neil knows he has Almaro. lost that bat. Uh, Keith has, has has won that bat. Wait, wait, mustache not, lives to ride again, brother. Don't don't jinx it's me. We're June nineteenth. Okay, it's yet. June nineteenth. It's April twenty sixth. It not, has not we're happened. We're not there yet. We're less <coughs> than two months away. Almaro I, I County, might actually win a bet. Who knows? Almaro, I like the fact that I just got to say mustache ride on television on uh, on the show. Mustache ride. You know what? That's a reference. What movie? Scott, don't tell him. What movie was that in? Mustache ride. Keith, do you ever say out loud you want to... Okay, I'll stop right now. I'll stop right now. I'm just, no, I'm just, just trying to wonder what movie it's Scott... Su it's Super guys. Troopers. It's Super Troopers. It's an yeah, effing great movie. Scott and I are essentially the same age yeah, and have not. the same uh, habits for... Um, if it was a Monty Python reference, I might get it. But that, Super that, Troopers. That's it. So here's the situation, though. Look. I just, I sh we should be honest with everyone. This area is not getting more affordable... We're not getting any more inventory. Almaro County is not expanding the development area. The upzoning in Charlottesville City is not going to create affordability. Okay? It's time to be... A, there are a lot of people coming to this area with high-paying jobs. We, we, we talk Paul Manning Biotech Institute. We talk data science. We talk two new hotels on Ivy Road. We talk conference centers. We talk UVA expanding here. We talk STEM, we talk engineering, willow tree, we talk hedge funds. I mean, come on. we got to be frank. No, I'm Keith, but that's okay. So the, the but... Um, You've used that one before. I, I have. I think that's from Naked Gun. I think that is from Naked Gun frank? with Liam No, Nielsen. no, 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 no. So you're, you're talking about... Um, no, I'm pretty Niels sure that's from Naked Gun, that, ref that line. Uh, is it Frank or is it Don't Call Me Shirley? That's, that's also from Naked Gun. No, I think that's from Airplane. Oh, Liam Neeson. Maybe I'm thinking Liam it's, Neeson. It's, it's, okay. it's airplane. But anyway, okay. so don't call me Shirley. All I can think of is I go back to my friend Robert Liberty. There is not going to be one silver bullet. There's going to be the silver buckshot. But you're right. And, and I, I think we've been talking about this quite extensively. There's going to be some incremental changes going up, very small incremental changes going up. But unless there's some tragic, you know, thing that impacts the whole country at once, you're not going to see this buyer pool drop down, right? There's just there's too many buyers in there that are capable of buying. I mean, a prime example, right? 33 of the last 80 sales was cash. Where the hell did that cash come from, right? It's people moving in from out of the area. It's people moving out from another area, people selling from one thing, cashing out, moving in, whatever it is. But to, to Jerry's point, it's going to come in. So 100% right. 5% is the political will to grow the 5% is not going to get there. I'm confident, because that's just the way I am, we're going to get 
a much better developer incentives, and we may be able to get a little bit more inventory going. You're going to see green grow up. Green is going to be active, but that's going to hit a ceiling pretty soon. The the folks, the, the NIMBY folks out in green are going to stop, are going to probably jump in pretty quickly once these 1800s start rolling in the ground. And that's going to happen. Fulvana's out. Nobody's building anything in Fulvana. Louise is starting to get that way. The B Louisa County Board of Supervisors is, you know, it's hard to get a project approved. So everything in our footprint. I saw the uh, Stonewall Harley-Davidson, previously Wall Harley-Davidson, is moving to Greene County. Uh, Neil Williamson, who's watching this program, one of his stringers, fantastically talented correspondent Brent Wilson, broke that news on the Free Enterprise Forum website. Brent Wilson, Wilson one of the godfathers of volleyball in the area, broke the news of Harley-Davidson, Orange County, moving to Green. It's amazing all the stuff he's got stuck in between. I do, I know. It's, 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 it's really amazing. It's very photographic-esque. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've like, used I, it for good I, and bad. I was, oh, that can so, imagine. I was like, oh, that's bullshit. I've used Damn it, it, he's I've right. I've used it for bad as <laughs> well. One of the things the NIMBYs were, and were going after in Green um, last year was the glamping oh, site. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Which seems to have made it through. And they're, That they're was only by one. That, that had two tries. It only got passed by one vote, if I'm not mistaken. Neil will correct me if I'm Glamping's a no-brainer. Why would they not want elevated tourism in their county? And then so, the people leave after spending money. So they this, don't tax their schools and their roads and their infrastructure. This is the shift, right? I'm looking at a spreadsheet. One of the reasons uh, Free Enterprise Forum has got such great, such great Green County coverage is because the president of the forum lives in Green County, I, I, as does ACE correspondent Brent Wilson. Yeah, I, I, I think he goes where the... the the, the, the business and the news is. I don't see, I don't see but, Neil often in Louisa County. Um, um, Do you see Neil in Louisa? I'm going to change subject. Do you see him in <laughs> I don't know the answer. Okay. The answer I don't know the answer to it. It's an uh, He's in green. I, I'll, 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 well, I don't think physically. Anyway, I'm going to move on. But I'm working on a spreadsheet, which is interesting, and I don't have an answer to it yet. But I'm looking at Fulvana County's tax assessment. They set their rate last Wednesday. Right, so I just actually happened to take a look at what my mother and father are paying, and I've been talking about this for a while. Um, their mom and dad are paying 17% more cash this coming year than they did the last year. So to them, that's $380.16. But their value, their assessed value, went from 264 up to 318. That's a that's a 20% gain in assessed value year over year. This is not market. This is just this tax thing. And it's interesting, so I'm looking at, I just did a quick 10-unit assessment at, at the lake. Everything that's under three, you know, around the $300,000 range is having somewhere mid-double digits, between 15 and 20% increase. The people that are like in the like 400 to 600 range are only having low single digit. So what's happening is the people that can least afford it are paying more, which is kind of how this stuff usually goes. The people that live in the more expensive homes have have incremental increases. For instance, mine is only 2%, right? And mine is, mine jumped, and I don't have a problem telling you everybody this because it's, so it's uh, public. My 2022 assessment went from 502, and mine now is 523. I'm only paying 2%. I'm paying $68 a year more in my house and my parents are paying almost $400 more. 400 bucks is a boatload of money for a retired couple with no revenue and coming And we're fortunate in. they can move in with us. I know. But I mean, it's just... So 2%. Their, their, 
their, um, my cash went up. I'm, I'm going to pay an extra $68 a year. My parents are going to pay nearly $400. i am looking at another one that's, uh, that's 200 and, 212 versus 214 another street, a home. They're going up 15%. They're paying $300 more. Another one at 219 they're paying $400 more. It's, it's, it's not equalized, I can tell you that much. Um, Pop, anyway. Lenny, and um, what's your mom's Tina. name? Tina. 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 I love them. Super mom. Yeah. And cool. I don't even know them. I know Lenny. I know Pop. You know Pop. I've you never met, met my Tina. mother. I've met her briefly. You met my mother. At yeah. the after party of yep. your youngest daughter's wedding. Yeah. Uh, at Ix Park. Yeah. Hey, speaking, uh, speaking. I believe I was eating. What, what food did you have there? I know you had cold <laughs> beer. You had food, though. It was very good. He thinks I'm actually going to remember that. You pay for it. Yeah, but that's. I tell you what, I, I never got to eat them, but at, uh, for instance. I think we did tacos. Yeah, that's we right. We did Brazo. There you go. I knew we you would up, remember. There was Brazos at the place, and you had an open up, tap. We, uh, we opened up a tab. I went and got two or three tacos. Two and or had three two, dozen, did he say? Two yeah. or three tacos <laughs> and, two, and two cold beers. There you go. And it was fun, Keith. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. We, uh, I sat on the cooler in the shade. There was such a little shade on that day. Talk to Pop. There was like, there was one tree with one little piece of shade over everybody's there. Huddled, everybody's <laughs> yeah. huddled, 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 huddled around it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, everybody needs to be patient. Everybody needs to be understanding. Um, this is going to be difficult. Um, you know, this is, this business that we all do, this this sphere of housing everybody that's on the on the partners tab at real talk the supply chain on the supply chain you know this is what we're experiencing now unless there is a pop goes the weasel moment sorry just trying to make a little fun out of it that we all don't control this is just going to be a struggle for a long for a long time long time for a very long time it's not it's not this isn't going to be solved anytime soon that's why to scott and keith's point Take the sting now as opposed to taking the sting 24 months from now because the sting is not going to get any easier to swallow or handle. Well, I know this off the top of my head because I look at Lake Monticello. You gain 10% in your value if you bought a home last year versus now first quarter, first quarter. That's, you ga- that's crazy. You gain, you gain 10%. Yeah. That's crazy, and I don't see any time any any signs this is going to slow down. The the twenty one I talk about this all the time. The twenty one year running spreadsheet, which I update at the end of every year, is about five and a half percent for our region, the, and that includes a time of great unpleasantness where everything went down. So you know, over the course of twenty one years, the average is five point five percent year over year appreciation. Some Ooh. a little bit low, some a little bit higher. This is a good question from Spencer for Scott. How many of the deals being done you guys were talking about were cash? How many have been done that are cash in the area now? I don't see cash. So You said you can call that up, right? I, I just did. So out of 80... No, out for of, the whole year, he says. Year to date. Yeah. Well, if you give me... You talk a little bit while I can get you that information. Year to date, he's going to give us cash deals in the car footprint. That's amazing that you can give us that information right there. Um, and you think the cash deals are people coming in from out of the area? That have sold their house. Absolutely. That's what's happening. Yeah. Unbelievable. This is so crazy. And do you think this is all the collateral damage still of COVID? Yes. Yes. I think that, and I think there's a, I think the hangover is longer than we think it is. The hangover is still going on. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm going to, I'm going to do. Um, this is what happens when we allow the government to try to intervene with things. Right here. Mm-hmm. This is what happens. Right, Judah? Judah's nodding his head as well. 
So I'm going to do Albemarle County because um, it's just going to take me a little too long to go ahead and, and build it up for the whole uh, jurisdiction. So just hang on for one minute. Albemarle County is good. You're using Paragon to figure that out? Yeah, yeah. There's a, a, I learned something the other day. I learned this today. Um, well-hung vineyards, there's three of them. Gordonsville first, Roanoke second, Charleston third. There's three well-hung vineyards, uh, points of sale. I'm seeing this in the comment section as Jamie Turner, uh, who's repping the PEP, um, is uh, interacting with Neil Williamson while the show is going on. Neil, I didn't realize the brand was expanding like that. Well done. He's a partner in that. Really? Yeah, well-hung vineyards. I did not know that they were in Charleston. That's interesting. I didn't know that either. So, um, Albemarle County... um, Attached, detached, total sales from January 1 to today, there's 269, 87 were cash, 145 were uh, fixed. So 269 total in Almoral County year-to-date? 269. Okay. And how many were cash? 87. Wow. You're doing the percentage? Yeah. Okay. So um, conventional arm was only five, FHA seven. Non-specific. God only knows what so that is. So you're talking 32 and a half. 32, a third. 33. About a third, a third of the deals in Almar County year to date have been all cash. That's a stat right there. Let's see what Charlesville's doing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that stat. I'm going to write that down. A third of the deals year to date in Almar County have been all cash. All cash. What do you make of that, Scott? Um, I think, yeah. I think that's super interesting. Um, you, what, I wonder what that can we, how that relates historically. Um, I actually could do that. Uh, that takes a little bit of doing to do a go ahead to do it live. But I could, I could take a look at it real quick. I'm looking at. How about this question that's coming in? Do does anyone on this show think the new phenomenon of outside buyers bringing in bags of money is going to stop anytime soon? I've been living in the area for 40 years, and this has been happening all my life. Well, well, that we talked about uh, that's a from great the comment. beginning with how Lake Monticello was originally marketed. Um, and if we continually, I mean, I guess eventually, uh, you know, with enough government interference, you can certainly lose your, your, your top cities in America um, challenge. But uh, it's a nice place to live. There's the, the university and the government drive a lot of the uh, financial energy. Um, you know, there's uh, enough. Uh, it's been protected very well from a uh, a zoning. Like we don't look like uh, Harrisonburg or some of the other Fredericksburg. The strip, like you, you don't drive into a bunch of strip malls. Um, while I think Albemarle is kind of insane with some of their signage rulings um, and uh, what you have to go through for uh, Jerry with his awning and some of the other different uh, things that uh, you've constantly fight. Crackle Barrel, yeah, Olive um, Garden, yeah, 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 gentlemen's clubs, yeah. So, City of Charlottesville, ninety-one transactions, forty-two of them were cash. Ooh, what Ooh. was that stat? So there's ninety-one sales. Ninety-one sales, City, City of Charlottesville year to date. That is, hold on a second here. That is, um, that's everything. Let me let me go ahead and. How many of the ninety-one are cash year to date? Forty-one. Yeah, but let me let me clean it up a little bit here. Um, yeah, so that's um, that's everything. That's detached, attached, and condos. 
So it's everything that has sold, there's 91, 50% of them were, were cash. Did you guys hear that? I mean, that's why, that's why the young millennial and the Gen Zer is so pissed. Yeah. yeah that's, that's why, why there's so much angst. 1,000%. Like the phone call in, like started with, Scott, I, I just want to tell you that the housing market right now is bullshit. Yeah. So the person that called you was a, a young millennial? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what have I mentioned before what this is really going to come down to? This is going to be a generational thing. It's not going to be interest rates. It's not going to be. It will be an, a, a generational thing. How the heck, Judah, I mean, if you want to offer any perspective, jump in. City of Charlottesville, year to date, there's been 91 sales, 91 deals done in real estate. 41 of, this have, of 40, those deals have been all cash. 42. 42 of those have been all cash. So, Do you hear that, viewers? And, so and let's listeners? compare this to the same period last year. So um, 149 units sold, 57 of them were cash. So we're that, and so 85 were were conventional, some other form of uh, of it. So out of a total of 149, 57 were cash. I don't think people really truly appreciate the significance of what you just said, or even understood that it was this kind of significance happening. Because you think that it's only a small percentage of what's happening. You're talking a third of the deals in Albemarle and half in the city. Like, people don't realize this but, is happening. But, but you have to take a look at what was going on the first half, the first quarter of last year. You Do could, local government officials realize rate, these stats? So yeah. Not Do so local really. government officials realize these stats? That in Charlottesville City, 91 sales a year to date and half have been all cash. Like, does council know that? Uh, yeah, I, I would think they I know they know it from me. I know. I definitely know they know it from... Uh, from, I know Neil talks to them on a, on a regular basis. So, yes. The answer is yes. I guess the more important question is, do they care? Do they care? That is a more important question. Or maybe this is even a more important question. Can they do anything about it? No. There you go. Quentin Beckham, what can they do about it? Neil, what can they do about it? You got the folks down the street at NBC29 watching right now. What can they do about it? You want, inter you want folks to interview Scott Mortgages, Keith Real Estate. Hit them up with DMs. They'll get you on TV. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it here. We, we, we just need to be straightforward with everybody. What are you looking at now? Which jurisdiction? I'm, I'm looking at Lake Monticello. Year to date, how many of cash? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I bet I'm, you that, that number's a lot. That number's I'm, lower. I'm working on that as you are chatting. You disagree? Uh, Say that again now. No, he, that, said, he said he bets that number is low. The percentage of cash buyers um, is lower. I bet it's lower. Compared to Charlottesville now. 20%? If I put the uh, over-under at 30, I would take it an under 30%. Agreed. If, I, if you put the over-under at 25%, yeah. probably take it under 25%. So 22, 10 were cash. Uh, 41 were uh, conventional. That's in 22. Lake Monticello? Lake Monticello. You know, the, the, doing, I'm doing this live, folks, so, you know, don't... The, the, we appreciate what you're yeah, doing on the Paragon. A little, a, little, a little patient. No, it's good. It's good. So, I mean, it's it not going to be resolved anytime soon is the point of this talk show right now. That's, that's the point. And the comments that we're going to get to here, um, I'll throw to, to Scott and then you here, Keith. And so, then, so this year... 
10 were, were cash year to date. And how many total? Uh, 52. Okay, so I was right. 52 yeah. total sales. So it's the wear that matters. So Charlottesville, you've seen a little bit more cash, right? They're higher dollar, higher dollar um, sales. Let's go back to Charlottesville here. The stat that I threw out on the I Love Seville show on Monday, University of Virginia, the McIntyre School of Commerce, its finance program is graduating students at the highest yeah. or starting earning salary of any public university in America. Any well, public university in America, the finance kit, the kids with the finance degrees out of UVA, McIntyre School of Commerce, are coming out with the highest starting salaries. And these are the folks eventually that are returning to Charlottesville and starting their lives. Uh, well, like a, a third of them probably go to work for Bloomberg because they have an enormous like uh, UVA channel. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's, 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 and, and you know what? The pipeline is only going to get stronger as these convention center and hotels have been erected on Ivy Road. The folks are doing recruiting events, staying in the hotel, Absolutely. and then doing, the, uh, doing the, um, the hiring, same events at the same locations. It's just a fantastic pipeline that's being created here at the University of Virginia. We're talking sales in Almore County, Charlottesville City, and Lake Monticello, and how many were cash? Um, Keith is putting together a pretty significant matrix as we speak on Paragon. Which is the jurisdiction you're looking at now, Keith? I'm back. I'm, I'm fact-checking uh, Charlottesville just to make sure that I actually did give the right information. So I need another minute, gentlemen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, how about this comment that's come in from Jonathan for Scott? Is he still confident that rates are going to crack 5% by the end of the year? I mean, I think... We're declining. I mean, I think we're, you know. You What's 30-year fixed good credit at now? Uh, low to mid sixes. And uh, low sixes is probably really, really where we are. Um, but that's going to spike back up um, probably into the mids. And then we're, you know, to give an example, I quote, you know, I had uh, an FHA borrower um, Paying almost very little in discount points, who was in the in the in the fives lock yesterday. So. That's pretty damn good. So I just rechecked Charlottesville. I wanted to make sure I did the math right and, and looked at it. So 2023, there was a year year to date 91 sales, 42 were cash, 40 were were um, you know the rest of them were either either uh, conventional or some of these other options. Um, 2022, there was 149 sales. So this is uh, everything attached, detached, and condos. 57 were cash. The rest were some other loan loan product in it. So That was Charlottesville City? Yeah. Give those said. stats again for 2022? So, so 23. 20, this is 2023? Okay. 2023, 91 sales. This is detached, attached, and condos. Okay. 42 were cash. The rest were some other loan product. Um, in 22, there was 149 sales from the first until today. 57 were cash. The balance were some other loan loan product in in that. I just so the cash check. the cash buyers are escalating. Well, and we were talking uh, amongst ourselves here for a quick. The reason why 2022 didn't use so much cash. Why would you use cash at two? Well, because the, the rates were so, were so low. low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, for the first half of the year. Well, we're looking at we're looking at the first quarter, right? So it's so it's quarter. Which to goes quarter. back to the argument of uh, also when investors were the most active was when things cash flowed the best. Yeah, 
the, the, the opportunities there. So if we saw some some catastrophic, some black swan event where all of a sudden we had tons of inventory come back on uh, and rates were to fall to support uh, mm -hmm. a struggling economy, you would see investors ju immediately jumping back into the game. Yeah, I think. I mean, I I don't even think if we drop rates that it's going to help with affordability at all. I think you're just going to see more people jumping in and driving prices up. Um, I don't, you know, I, I, it's hard not to get dispirited for the folks. Well, one of the, the results of the Regional Housing Partnership um, was... It's hard, but don't make it harder by stopping uh, the process. Because if this goes back into the best time to buy real estate um, was yesterday and the next best day is, the next best day is today, then let's keep pursuing the dream. That's, oh, that's well said. That's very well said. But the folks are doing it at a clip that the folks at this table maybe did not have to do. I'm talking about a speed. So a question for Scott. So if we go, because this is the first time I really took a deep dive into the cash, not in, and doing it live on a show is probably not the right way to do it, but I'll have more for Friday um, when I get a chance to sit down and do it. But let's say if interest rates drop to five, that in theory should kick some of the cash folks out, right? Right, they're going to be kind of going back to 2022 a yeah, little bit. You would think that they'd start exploring their options um, more than uh, and and keeping that cash, you know, for other things. I mean, the the, rea the reality of it is, um, we all need to come together and figure out how to change this inventory. The the, the and and I'll, I'm, I'm probably going to get kicked off the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission because of the statement, but. You know, building more houses will help. Will help more inventory. It's just, it's just econ one hundred and one, right? It's a supply and demand kind of thing. Well, that's but, the you know what I believe needs to be incentivized more than anything else. So hopefully, the regional housing partnership uh, under my mentorship, apparently that I'm doing, we're going to have a roundtable discussion with all the players for Albemarle County anyway to figure out how to do this incentive incentive program because the one that's on the table right now equals zero new new homes, and and they I think they realize that. So maybe we're going in the right direction. Oh, I just got a direct message from someone at UVA that says the Hampton Inn and Suites in Charlottesville at the university has been acquired. Oh. Uh, By the university? The Hampton Inn on West Main Street. Yeah, right I literally am reading this in real time. Located on Main Street adjacent to UVA and the UVA Medical Center, the Hampton Inn and Suites in Charlottesville at the University has been acquired. Um, Noble Investment Group has acquired the Hampton Inn and Suites right next to the UVA Hospital on West Main Street. It's across from the Katie Couric uh, Cancer Center. Yeah, that's a pretty Literally significant right purchase. That. That's yeah. a hotel on West Main Street. Yeah. Um, there you go. Um, all right, gentlemen, 1127 you on know, a Wednesday. All that tells you is business is being done and people are moving. I just don't, you know, this, this is a great place to live. Otherwise, they wouldn't be spending the money to go ahead and, and buy something. We live in a place everyone wants to live. Hey, you think there's a, you think, is there a hotel somebody could finish on the downtown mall? You know, that the guy pretty much told everybody he's not going to do anything until he gets hooked up. Until he gets what? Hooked up from really, Charlottesville the City. city and, yeah. I think that was a big you-know-what. Huh. He told Charlottesville City, I'm not doing anything unless you hook me up. Yeah. So it's either going to be no. um, free parking or, or subsidized parking for the hotel and Water Street, 
our Market Street garage, or it's going to be some serious credits, tax credits, construction, or on the back end. But this dude ain't doing anything until the city hooks him up. Interestingly, and I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus here because it's real talk with Keith Smith. Got different rules here than the I Love Seville show. But a deal was put together that Michael Payne, in a lot of ways, kiboshed. <laughs> like, this deal was put together by former mayor Mike Signer. So I think you needed to take a look at who was there at the whole time. I don't think you have the leadership structure that you have now. I think if that deal was on the table now, it would probably have different results. Oh, 100%. Different results. 100%. Different at that time, that was chaos. Yeah. That council was chaos. Yeah. It, it was... It was um, that yeah, was I, when I, Mike Signer was using a burner email account to correspond with reporters at the Daily Progress about stuff that was happening on council in closed session. Jesus Christ. He's the mayor. Um, all right, some final thoughts. Keith Smith, show's yours. Yeah, final thoughts is um, I'm on water instead of coffee, and Mr. Smith needs to... He needs uh, to hit the head. I need to hit the, I need to hit the head. But look, you know, homes are being sold. Reach out to your trusted advisors. We got one of them sitting to my right, sitting at the table. Scott Morris. The, you know, the pool of folks to talk to is there. Be patient, as you just said. Um, you know, yesterday was a really good day to buy. Today's a great day to buy. If you can't buy today, buy tomorrow. You know, stay in the game because these numbers are appreciating. You're going to you're going to be chasing an ever increasing value. And get in that game now and get that value to be, to be yours. Um, and let's be kind to one another because, uh, you know, some stories I've heard from the real estate agents that I was talking to, letting them know, appreciated the way I did it because some of them just don't even call them back. They just put it in pending and they're left holding the bag trying to explain it to your client. So let's be professional. Pick up the phone. Be kind to one another and, and talk to the other side so they can talk to their client to stay in the game. Beth Lewis um, watching on Facebook. Fantastic show today, gentlemen. I try to tune in as much as possible. Thank you. I very much enjoy the Wednesday shows. Thank Scott you. Morris, some closing thoughts. Uh, open your mind if you're out there looking and you haven't had success to all of your opportunities. Mm. So if... If you've been looking at choice properties and seeing how many offers you've been battling against in doing so, take a look at uh, reaching out to a contractor who can walk through a property with you and determine the amount of cost involved in getting that into the condition that you like to see it. And once you have that information, then let's look at what a renovation loan looks like and what your next steps would be. Um, other than that, if you're out there and you're, that's not for you, then and you're just going to continue to strike the anvil, well, then let's just keep going after it. And don't become emotionally attached to everything that you do, because what really matters is the end goal, not the and the process is just the process. Nice. Scott Morris, there's your third sizzle reel right there. Well done, Scotty Mo. Um, Keith Smith, Yes Realty Partners, a platinum award. Platinum. Platinum. Keller Williams Friday Party. This man leaves with some hardware. YRP, well done. Scotty Moe and the team at Ross Mortgage have a boatload of production hardware. Scott Morris and his team will help you get in a home that's going to get you happy and build an equity, folks. Ross Mortgage, Scott Morris. Friday, Batman and Robin. I like it. Bring, bring your Robin. We're going to have fun. I like it. Keith Smith, Scott Morris, Judah Wickhauer, Jerry Miller. I love Seville Show in 58 minutes. Take care.
You're sprinting. I see that. 